Hey guys, uh, welcome to this episode of Fobcast. Uh, today we will be talking about presidential debate, and this will be a conversation between uh, Soham Saraf and Eric Zhang. Each, well, Soham being a Biden supporter and Eric being a Trump supporter. Um, and we had this conversation over Zoom, uh, so there's going to be some delay, a little bit of some some issues, but. Here it is. But um, between Eric Zhang, for who supports Trump, and Soham Saraf, who supports Biden, and I will be the yes. What a surprise! Yes, <laughs> and I will be the moderator. <laughs> um, try try not to be. Uh, biased um <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah the whole point of this the whole point of this for our like just for anyone that was wondering why we wanted to do something like this is just to give a good i, I guess good representation to high school supporters for either candidate because i think a lot of people have this misconstrued opinion about either side like right. maybe one side is just like a bunch of racists when you know, realistically, it's not. And the other side is a bunch of snowflakes when realistically, they're not. So like, um, I think this is a good way to get two people that logically think about politics and just have a decent conversation. Yeah. Okay, so starting off, first question for, I guess, Eric, why do you support Trump? So unfortunately, Eric, um, one of his recordings didn't record for some reason so we didn't get his response for this question but the question is why do each of the biden and the trump supporters support trump or biden and here is soham's response um i think i guess the first thing i that comes to mind is that i'm just a liberal person i guess i'd consider myself to be almost progressive um i'm not like a part of like the aoc like socialist kind of thing because um, I'm not that liberal, but I certainly do support the Democrats and um, the certain policies that come with them. I'm not a very big proponent of the bi-party system just because I think that ruins American politics. But if I were to, ha- if I had to vote, I'd vote um, Democrats most of the time. Um, but just looking at this current election, um, I, I, like many people, think that Trump is someone that is extremely hard to like. And um, and sure, like I think he does have qualities where, you know, people may enjoy his personality. But to me, it does not – he does not give the vibes of a leader because he leads with hate rather than with sympathy and love. And um, I, I don't think – I think with like Obama, there was a mutual respect from either party, and certainly with that's the same case with Biden. You know, there was a video that surfaced of Lindsey Graham, um, the senator I think of South Carolina, but he said that either side you have to respect Biden, and I don't think a similar sort of reaction can be said about um, a similar comment can be said about Trump. Um, he's everything that he does. I feel like comes from hate and the want to make your opponent just look like shit. And um, I don't think that's something I can get behind. 
but certainly I, that's not the only thing that you can really vote about. You have to vote about policies and, you know, certainly there can be a politician that has a terrible character, but really good policies. And I don't think that's the case with Trump either. Um, time and time again, he's shown that he does not have any sympathy for the American people. Um, and like, you know, like uh, Eric said, he does have an America first attitude. And while I guess to some people like Eric, that is admirable. Um, to me, I don't think that represents what America is. And sure, you can have an America first attitude, even if you're a liberal president. Trump has gone about that extremely terrible, um, terribly. And I, I don't think I can support that. So yeah, that's the reason why I support Biden, just because I think he's a better man. And I think his policies are better for America right now at the time and place we're at. Okay. Okay. So do you have any response to what Soham just said about regarding the, the character of Trump? Yeah. So some parts I actually do kind of agree with him. Like in April or March, when he said that, like, when, he, when Trump said that he was going to try to put bleach into himself, or when he was like, and they call it the Chinese virus, so people are worried about it. I mean, that was a joke, but like that probably was like a, that was in like the wrong time. I don't agree with. But I mean, like as for most people, I would say they're kind of just like washed by the media. I wouldn't say like completely washed, but like most of the things that they like they get their politics from it is from like mainstream news media, which actually isn't really a credible source. But then I mean, like Trump kind of speaks through like his actions rather than his words. And I mean, yes, it does sound good to have like a good speaking, a good sounding president. But I mean, like, like Obama, he didn't really do that much. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad president or anything, but I mean, like he could have done more in Obamacare. I mean, it exists, but it wasn't that good of it. It wasn't really that good. But I mean, I mean like the things that Trump does, like it's not going to be covered on the media, but like its effect, its presence, I think it's like what's helping America and making him a good candidate. Okay. Uh, next question. What is one thing that, uh, this is for Soham, what is one thing that um, Biden has done that, that you think has done well? I mean, as a politician, I think, he, you know, he's served in the Senate and just federal government for, I think, maybe like 47 years. And um, I, I think he's had some shaky decisions in the 90s regarding the um, war against drugs and you know crime multiple crime bills that uh, definitely put you know people of color and especially black americans in a worse off position than they previously were when it came to um, incarceration and all that kind of stuff but um i think overall you see a general trend of joe biden being a people's person and being extremely sympathetic to americans and putting Americans first and not the thoughts of his party or, um, uh, you know, putting policies in place that would get him more support. And I think that is something that, you know, we need in a politician and especially as in a, in a president. Um, I think, you know, during the Obama administration, certainly they could have done more. I think during the second term, uh, it was certainly disappointing to see that, you know, Obama came out with, uh, I don't think as much as they could have done, but I don't think that's going to be the same when it comes to Joe Biden because Joe Biden has shown that he would be a bipartisan uh, 
president and he has been throughout his career he has certainly he certainly has the connections that are necessary to pass certain bills in congress because he does have uh, a good you know friendship with a lot of republicans and i don't think that can be said about donald trump he i don't think i remember nancy pelosi said that she has not talked to trump since like last year or something and um I don't think that you can really like the only reason why Trump has been able to get anything done is because he has a Senate majority. And um, I think that even if there is a Republican majority, while Biden is president, I still believe that he'll be able to get things done because he'll at least be able to rally some sort of support from Republicans because he'd be willing to work with them. And he's shown that time and time again throughout his career. Okay. And Eric, what is one thing that you think Trump has done well? So one thing that Trump has done well is protecting Americans. So I think from like some of the acts that, or some of the, yeah, some of the acts that, or what was the bills that he's passed? So like uh, the immigration exclusion and, um, and what was it, green card or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but I mean, overall, I just think that doing stuff like that is uh, beneficial to us. Because like over the like over the years, there has been like some immigration problems. I believe it was in Obama, where like at one point, like a bunch of immigrations from Mexico, or I mean the illegal ones, were actually turned out to be many rapists and criminals. And then for the uh, the Muslim ban, which actually isn't really a Muslim ban, which like the media hated them on, it was really to only like ban like because ISIS and some militias were there, and he didn't want like another nine eleven to happen. And I mean I agree with that. So overall, he's protecting us. He's making us easier to function with his tax cuts. And he's just making America more traditional and more like what it was like when the Constitution was less, like, was like more relaxed on how to hire people and how to run a company and stuff like that. Okay, I have a rebuttal, I guess. Go ahead. If Leon, you're okay with that? Okay. Um, I'd say that it's quite the contrary. Um, Sure, like, you could always say that he's made it safe by, like, increasing military spending and stuff but i think when you look at the different interactions that he's had over the last four years with different countries uh we almost went into world war three and i don't think that can be understated like the 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 worsening um like i guess friendships that we have with our allies is certainly extremely scary um and then also i think just the aggression he showed to countries that certainly do not have uh, the the passiveness that America has shown before and other major countries have shown um, is worrisome. Additionally, I think that the immigration uh, acts that and, you know, policies that Trump has uh, implemented that Eric has stated before, um, I guess you could, there's always the argument that it kept America safe, but I honestly would say that it's done quite the contrary um, because while Eric did say that, you know, the Muslim ban or whatever is not necessarily racist, I don't think that just saying that means that it wasn't racist because it certainly created some sort of prejudice amongst Americans um, towards Muslims and people that originate from those areas. Um, I think since the Trump and Trump has been inaugurated, there's definitely been a rise in uh, racism and prejudice towards Muslim Americans. Um, and I think the same goes towards the Latinx community. Um, so I, I think 
with Trump's rhetoric towards these groups and rhetoric compl- uh, associated with these acts, um, I don't think they were effective because they made America worse off since I think his supporters were more against people of color. And that certainly does not make America safer. So I think that's just my rebuttal towards Eric's remarks about Trump making America safe. Um, And I certainly think Biden would do a better job when it comes to race relations and immigration policy and making the uh, immigration, like legal immigration process a lot more efficient so we don't have so many people being illegally immigrating into the United States or being undocumented in in the United States. Eric, do you have a response? Yeah. Would you like to respond? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, when you said that, like you were gonna—I mean, you were, you were on the contrary against him protecting Americans. I mean, I would sort of have to disagree with that because I mean, I think what you said was—I mean, you might want to correct me on this—but like it's kind of creating like a racial tension against Americans, right? You can correct me if you're wrong. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. So like you're basically saying that like Trump like passing all those bills or I mean those like immigration acts. And it's like making people like like act racist against each other. Is that right? I'm yeah. That's pretty exactly what I'm saying. I think that the trends that have occurred after the um, implementation of such acts can just you know support my claims. Yes, and I mean the point. The point is that like whenever a bill is passed, it affects people. I mean, it it affects any race. So like there was like at this one point where a politician passed his. Uh, I think it was a welfare cut. Then suddenly it hit the black community and then they protest against it and they called him racist because because black people were affected. And I really think that it is an outcome, but it's not like the direct outcome. Like the politician was trying to like put more people to work, but instead more people didn't go to work and more people happened to be black people. And then there had to and then there was racial tension where the black people called him racist when that wasn't what it was meant to do. So I mean like I think it was in like 1945 too, the Japanese internment camp when the U.S. was trying to like, when they were trying to, I mean, when they were more suspicious and even Obama's case where he passed his law where it was, if he thinks that you were a terrorist then he can legally detain you. I mean, that can be racist against Muslims or against like different cultures. But the thing is, is that I think, sure, you can always say that certain acts like that can be deemed racist, but I think that those acts have some sort of, um, I think with like Obama's, for example, he didn't associate that with like, there wasn't this overall like feeling of racism or prejudice or something along those lines. I think with Donald Trump, he was one trying to do that to um, get support from his base because a lot of those people did have some sort of prejudice against, um, you know, the Latino community or the Muslim community. Um, But I think also his rhetoric surrounding these acts certainly showed that he did also have prejudices. I mean, he called the entire, like, you know, caravans of people, like, extremely bad people when it comes to, and, like, you know, rapists and drug traffickers and all that kind of stuff, when that's certainly not the case, you know. A lot of these people are escaping and are refugees because the situation within, um, you know, Latin America and those countries are extremely unstable and um, they're fighting oppression. So... I think, you know, there are obviously easier ways at going at this and combating immigration, maybe such as showing your support to those countries that are unstable so you can reduce the amount of refugees coming out of there. Um, But 
I don't think Trump has even cared about that. He's only just allowed for immigration to be just piled up along the borders and uh, ruin any sort of relations we have with those nations. Um, may I respond? Right. Yeah. Or are we okay? So like one thing he did was in Mexico where President Trump actually talked with the president because of the cartel issues and the drug wars. But then the Mexican president said that he couldn't, he couldn't like send soldiers and he couldn't like identify certain drug lords and whatever. And then like overall, like refugees in America, we already have like 125,000 a year or so. We have the most immigrants, I mean, sorry, the most refugees here. And then like we're trying to get rid of that because like in California, there are politicians who are basically just giving citizenships and work permits for people for like, who like to come out of Mexico. I think, yeah, legally. Meanwhile, there's like a lot of Americans who don't even have a work permit and need a job. So, um, I mean, he, he definitely cares about immigration because if he doesn't, then he wouldn't like lock up the airports. He will lock up the truck ports. But I mean, what he wants to do is build a wall, which basically just puts the pressure on Mexico saying, if you don't want to take care of your citizens, we're not really going to do it to you. If you're not going to let us help you, then it's your fault. I mean, he never did that, but yeah, I guess. Uh, we can just get, I guess we can move on. Okay. Okay, yeah, let's move on to coronavirus. So starting with you, Eric, yeah. do you agree with um, how Trump has responded to coronavirus? Um, I would say for the most part, yes, because he's putting like, he's putting the power in us. So like for ones, like people always wanted like a full mask mandate. So like basically Trump says everyone has to put on a mask. Like, like, like what he did was that he made it so that the governors and the state governments would allow it. So like if in St. Louis, there's a lot of cases that were very compact, then the mayor or the governor would say, yes, you have to wear masks because it's very dangerous here. Where else if you're in like uh, Minnesota or not Minnesota, Wisconsin or some like less crowded cities, or if you're like a rural town, then you wouldn't really need it. And overall, like we don't really know like exactly what kind of like jobs people have or what they have to do. And it's best to just let like people who know better determine it because like Trump obviously doesn't know like exactly what happens in St. Louis or what happens in uh, Washington DC or whatever. But there's people who know about it. He also listens to his cabinet. So like Anthony Fauci at one point when he was like, masks are good for you, masks are bad for you. He listened to them and even the who, which actually didn't really take a side on him. So he cut it off. But I mean, overall he's kind of making like this. If you think it's really bad, then you will take action. If, it, if you don't think it's that bad, you wouldn't. And I mean, like, since us humans, it's kind of natural for us to, to, like, avoid trouble. So, I mean, if it was really that bad, pretty sure all of us was, would just, like, instinctively stay home, stay away. Okay, and, okay, so, on January 21st, that was the first confirmed case of the coronavirus. And one of the two big, well, two big, two huge preventative measures issued by the CDC was to socially distance and to wear masks. And Trump was not seen publicly wearing a mask until July 11th, months after the CDC declared masks as essential in preventing the spread. What do you think about the fact that Trump not wearing a mask and telling the American people that to, to not be worried, despite the CDC's warnings and his health advisors? Well, because like during that time, the virus is kind of new. I mean, like, it didn't, I mean, at that time, it actually showed a lot of potential to be very deadly, which, I mean, I agree. But I think, like, the reason why he's showing, like, himself not wearing a mask is saying, like, don't worry, guys, this isn't, like, World War Three. we're not going to get, like, we're not, we're not going to all die. 
he's basically just like trying to like encourage us to get back to normal and to get back to our society. Okay, so for you, Soham, if Biden was elected, how well do you think he would respond? And what 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 do you think is one thing that Biden would do that Trump likely wouldn't do or hasn't done? Um, I'd say that. Biden would just have an overall better reaction to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I'm one person that blames the the casualties and the death and the economic downturn of the coronavirus pandemic on Trump. I think he's solely responsible for the reactions the American public has taken, um, the number of deaths that America has experienced, and the number of casualties we have experienced, the um, economic recession that we've experienced, and I think it's all due to his res- uh, due to his rhetoric. I think he's been able to brainwash people into believing that this pandemic that has killed you know upwards of four million people around the world, and um, it's close to I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but we're in the first we're the we have the largest num- highest number of cases or and across the world, we have the most amount of deaths. Second place is India. They have the fastest growing population in the world, and they're second place, and we're not first place. We have a population of, I think, I, I'm not so certain, but I, not as high as India. I can tell you that. Um, and for us to have an extremely like good healthcare infrastructure, even though it's not like you know uh, socialized, we like are able to have the largest pharmaceutical industry. We have one of the best healthcare industries. We have, you know, a huge number of doctors. Um, all our hospitals have at least some sort of infrastructure to be able to serve upwards of 100 patients. And we still have the highest amount of casualties, the highest amount of deaths. So I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that um, we have a different strain of a virus or something like that, or our, uh, you know, overall American immune systems are compromised. That's not the case at all. It's because Americans certainly just did not care about the virus and still do not care about the virus. And I think that all stems from Trump's rhetoric. Um, At the beginning of the year, you said that he did not take any sort of good action. Like the first documented case was in January 11th and we went into lockdown in, I think, March. And that lockdown didn't even last, you know, for maybe upwards of a, a month. You know, we have China, which origin, like, you know, where the virus originated from, and they were able to get out of it, out of that pandemic stage in literally like two months because they were able to go into an effective lockdown. Same across nations all around the world, especially in Europe. And you can also see this in New Zealand. Sure, New Zealand has a you know, smaller population than the United States, has a lower, smaller economy. But I think that if you were to implement a similar approach, we wouldn't see the number of deaths. And I think that all comes down to um, him just taking this macho personality and not having the sympathy that is necessary for a president. And I think that Joe Biden would have definitely um, taken an approach that would have been made sense. Uh, I think that he would have definitely followed Anthony Fauci and not call him a, you know, stupid like Trump has called him multiple times before. I think he would have implemented a federal mandate on masks because the whole idea that, oh, you know, this community is smaller and won't be as affected is, I think, absolute bullshit because they can be affected. Um, like this coronavirus does not take any sort of like excuses or like it won't, you know, just, oh, you're you live in a small town. I won't affect you. Like that's not going to happen. Um, and just because of the number of deaths that we've experienced, 
I think that this has caused the economic downturn that has happened. I think the stock market did not react well to the number of deaths that the United States has experienced. And I don't think that it's going to go up anytime soon. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I just think that Biden would have done an overall better job because he's not Trump and he at least will listen to his, the scientists, not unlike Trump. And, uh, regarding your earlier question, um, about India's population, I just did a quick, um, search. Um, India has about 1.4 billion population of 1.4 billion, about four times the American population. But anyways, Eric, do you have any response to uh, Soham's accusation that Trump is essentially the, the the most significant cause of America's economic recession, um, everything that's going wrong today? Uh, no, because I think that like the way like the reason why we had this recession is based on like how our country was built. So like for example, like China's more authoritarian, India's a little bit more authoritarian, and I mean. Like, when he said that, like, you want to mandate all masks, I mean, I can kind of see that working to an extent. But, like, I mean, the best way to do it is to stay home. But then, like, the reason why we had this recession was because we had to close down. We had to, like, close down all those uh, businesses. And then, like, if, like, we were to, like, not close those down, if we were to do it, like, some other way or maybe, like, a more authoritarian way, it would be causing more problems. Like, we could have, like, a longer crash. We could have, like, a bigger like if we're going to have a housing market crash we would have a bigger one next year and overall like what trump is doing is that he's kind of just like making it more general so like yes we will solve this problem but we won't make it worse for the other problem okay so next topic uh racial tension um starting with you soham what do you think well yeah what do you think biden what has Biden done and what do you think he will do to improve racial tension in America? Um, well, I, I feel like anyone that isn't ignorant can agree with the fact that there is systemic racism in the status quo. I, I think that anyone can also agree with the fact that there is a sense of white superiority um, in the United States that is definitely a complex that is relevant and it can be applied to, I guess, police relations with uh, black Americans and people of color. It can also be applied to the economy and the number of opportunities uh, within education that are provided to um, people of color and those that are living in uh, lower socioeconomic classes. And um, I think that Biden will show a sense of like uh, dignity when it comes to that. And it will be determined and motivated to do something about it. Unlike Trump, which who has not condemned white supremacy like ever uh when he was asked to do so he told the proud boys to stand down which just caused them to be more like excited to do things um it was definitely counterproductive um i i you know even if he was asked to condemn the kkk would he do it i don't think he would but um that's not the question i think with biden he's shown multiple times that he will stand with people and not their government uh, he's done that with south america uh, south africans you know when they're going through um crap i don't remember what it was called uh but like their own segregation and um he said that he would support the black south africans and their uh movement to you know get rid of the oppression that their white government is placing on them um apartheid that's what it was called um 
I think he will create a similar approach. I think um, he has supported the fact that he has supported Black Lives Matter in general. Um, Trump has not done that. He's called it a socialist rebellion and all this kind of thing when it's clearly not. Um, uh, again, I think that Biden has taken the approach that there are bad cops in the system. And unlike Trump, he has agreed that they create significant uh, problems within the system. And um Sure, like you know, Trump has said there are bad apples, but he's never clearly stated that there is some sort of problem. And I think anyone that can read the news will agree that there is a problem. You know, uh, you have Black Americans making up, I think maybe around twenty percent of the population. Leong, you can fact check me on this, but they certainly do not make up majority of the crime cases in the United States, but they are incorrectly charged with them. I think 70% of the time um, that's like just kind of going towards a systemic problem and some sort of racism within the, um, the, you know, police force of the United States. So I just think that Trump or Biden will just address it. And that's compared to what Trump has done. I mean, that's, you know, so much better. Um, but yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, yeah, black population in America makes up about 13%. Um, but for Eric, what do you think Trump has done to improve racial tension? Wait, so Trump, he didn't really directly say anything. Like, he's not saying, like, I mean, he didn't really talk that much about racial issues. But, like, what he's making it is that, like, because we're all equal under law, he's basically just saying that, like, if you want to screw up your life, that's your fault. If you want to improve your life, that's true. And with, with uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> systemic racism, I don't really agree that much because, I mean, although there was, like, before 1968 where redlining and stuff like that was a thing, now since we're all equal and now since, like, we've pushed for it, the black community has pushed for it, like, you should be able to, like, understand and do whatever you want to do and succeed, which there are lots of people succeeding. And the problem is that, like, you have, like, some major, like, dominant black cities who are complaining and the media is, like, kind of showing that, like, black people are only oppressed, which... I mean, certain like some black people, yes, are oppressed, but it's more of like themselves rather than the president or anybody else doing it. I mean, does racism exist in the United States? Yes, but legally, I would say no. And the only racism is from like people to other people, like maybe like some racial violence or some like um, obscene language. But I mean, overall, like that, like for like the BLM movement, when Trump says he doesn't support the BLM movement, he's saying it's the movement and not the. Not the phrase. So, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone agrees with the statement that Black Lives Matter. But the hashtag BLM movement hasn't really done that much to Black people at all. And the only people that's really benefited are politicians and celebrities. So how many? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a rebuttal. But um, I, I guess I'll start off with the comment, your comment that um, Black people aren't necessarily oppressed by the system and it's them themselves doing oppression. And I guess... Sure, like you can say that. I, I mean, there's no quantitative quantitative way of like you know showing that, but I don't think that's really the case because like you can always say like you know under law everyone is equal, but I don't think that applies to social relations. Um, um, I think that the government is obligated to support the interests and rights of all people and that certainly is not been the case when it comes to people of color um i you know black americans and latino americans 
people of color in general um, like make up disproportionately make up lower socioeconomic classes. And um, I think that you need to show at least some support to the education systems that have been in place there. And I don't think Donald Trump has done anything to do that. Uh, he, you know, nominated a person, Betsy DeVos, who supports private schools over public schools and has supported the fact that uh, national fund, federal funds should go to private schools and not public schools. Um, that does not show any sort of support to those oppressed because education is the best way of getting them out of lower socioeconomic classes. And I think, Eric, you can agree with me on that. Um, again, I think that just showing the number of black Americans within inner city communities, lower socioeconomic classes, it shows that there is some sort of systemic problem. And sure, reparations are not going to solve that. I don't think that, you know, paying black Americans just because, you know, they're slaves, that'll just cost a lot of money. But the thing is, is that you also need to have some sort of social welfare plan in place to get them, give them the same opportunities as rich Americans, I'm not going to say white Americans, because, you know, they're obviously rich Asians, you know, but uh, giving them the same opportunities is necessary for America to be great, right? Trump has not done that. He's not addressed that. I think Biden would do a better job at addressing the systemic racism that is in place, because you do look at it logically in all the different facets that play a role within um, the economy and, you know, the United States and stuff, I think. It is there, and being ignorant to that is only just playing into Trump's plans. Would you like to respond or move on? Uh, sh uh, sure, we'll move on then. Okay. So this is the last question. Um, so for you, Eric, what is one thing that you think Trump has done poorly or or that, that you just disagree with? So like what Soham said, where like he doesn't really address things in like the proper manner where he like would crack jokes in like some inappropriate times. I would agree because like as a president, I think that like you should have a good speaker. You should be representative of your nation. And like, although his action does it for him, I think like, I mean, there's like some people who will like only watch the news or some people who will, like only like watch what he says. And like, if they can take the wrong message, then he's obviously gonna lose voters and like sway the public. So I think that like, I mean, I do like his policies, but like if he were to be like more like serious and maybe a little bit like more like addressing of issues. So like in the Black Lives Matter thing, like, I mean, he's, I mean, I'm pretty sure I did hear him say that like he didn't, he didn't agree with what BLM was doing. But I mean, I think that like, if he's able to more clarify it better, then like people wouldn't have this opinion on him. Okay, and so Hum, what is something for Biden that you, you disagree with or something about him that you don't like? Um. Well, he did say, you know, I think earlier in his campaign that, you know, nothing is going to fundamentally change. And I don't agree with that statement. I think that, you know, as a somewhat progressive, I think, you know, there are things that need to significantly change for the United States to, you know, ex expand its role in a global stage and allow for its citizens to have better rights and stuff. But um, I think when it comes to things that other than that, I don't. I necessarily agree with Biden's take on the environment. I think he needs to take a more aggressive approach it's because I think anyone that has been educated on this knows that climate change is an existential crisis. And um, I think really pushing for legislation, maybe such as the Green New Deal, would uh, benefit everyone because, sure, it, I, I think it does cost a lot, but I think 
it, it costs upwards of maybe 1.3 trillion or something like that. But I think with the plans that he has uh, created for taxes, um, where he's going to increase ta federal taxes on companies and corporations to 28%, would bring in, I think, generate close to 1.3 trillion as well. Um, so America would clearly be able to uh, support, uh, like, what's the word? Damn, how can I not remember the word? Uh, oh, they'll be afforded. And then also, I think with his idea that, you know, people that make up make $400,000 or um, more will be taxed a little bit more um, will also help America afford this. But I, I don't, yeah, if I were to, you know, say that I don't agree with anything, like, I think the one thing I don't agree with Biden is um, the way he approaches debates and um, his just inability to be like, I guess, like stick to one approach. That's kind of annoying, but yeah, that's kind of it. Okay, and actually one last question. Uh, any closing comments, Eric, regarding Trump or Biden? Yeah, I'll just be like, the media is one thing, the president's one thing is another thing, but like, I think overall, like, we should just be like more general to see like what the president has done in total instead of just like listening to like a media headline saying stuff like that. So, um, I think when, you know, I can't vote, Eric, I don't know if you can vote, but, um, no, I can't either. Yeah. Okay. Well, so like, I guess our comments should be taken with a grain of salt, but I think when, if you can vote and you're listening to this, which is highly improbable, but I think you need to take who's going to get represent America better. And I think that America was built off of the fundamentals of sympathy and um, respect and, you know, just an overall value of doing good and bringing people together to be united. And, you know, we're the United States of America and that has not been shown when it came to President Trump. Um, I think anyone can agree with the fact that he is building his campaign off of hate. And while that might be a more effective, uh, I, I think it certainly has shown that, you know, his turnout on his rallies and other sort of public events has been enormous. Um, I don't think that really goes to show what America is built on. And um, I think that Biden's approach for different sort of policies are is much better than um, Donald Trump's report. And if you want to quantify that, you can. I think that it's overall. And um, I also believe that when it comes to, sorry about that. Leon, you can go ahead and cut it out if there's any sort of other audio. But um, I think when it comes to uh, just Trump's approaches on everything else, it's just not good. <laughs> He's just been very racist and misogynistic and sexist my opinion i don't know but yeah okay and that will conclude our wonderful conversation um but yeah um i guess we can go ahead and close this conversation thank you to everyone that listened and um make sure to stay educated about politics because um you can't really be a good citizen if you're not and um additionally Go follow us on Instagram. Go follow Eric on Instagram. He's been such a good sport, and we really thank him for coming on and putting his political opinions out there um, in a time where I think that's kind of frowned upon, especially if you are a Trump supporter. So that was really gracious of you, for Eric. Um, and yeah, so I guess just 
look out for the next few episodes and go follow us on TikTok. <laughs>